yesterday we talked somewhat and didn't get to everybody's calls. So we didn't get to go extensively 100% into uh, the vulgarity and the level of divisiveness that we have seen in this presidential campaign this year of 2006. And I'm not the only one who feels that way. This is President Obama, and the president speaks about the vulgar and divisive presidential campaign, and he's not happy about it. President Obama cut one. So I know that I'm not the only one in this room who may be more than a little dismayed about what's happening on the campaign trail lately. Uh, We have heard vulgar and divisive rhetoric aimed at women and minorities, at Americans who don't look like us or pray like us or vote like we do. We've seen misguided attempts to shut down that speech, uh, however offensive it may be. Uh, We live in a country where free speech is one of the most important rights that we hold. In response to those attempts, we've seen actual violence. And we've heard silence from too many of our leaders. Uh, Too often, uh, we've accepted this as somehow the new normal. And it's worth asking ourselves what each of us may have done to contribute to this kind of vicious atmosphere in our politics. I suspect that all of us can recall some intemperate words that we regret. Certainly I can. And while some may be more to blame than others for the current climate, all of us are responsible for reversing it. For it is a cycle that is not an accurate reflection of America. And it has to stop. Uh, And I say that not because it's a matter of political correctness. It's about the way that corrosive behavior can undermine our democracy and our society and even our economy. And when we hear the president, uh, he and others have handled hecklers differently than we are seeing people or, you know, people, if not heckling, who just speak out and disagree with them. Uh, Donald Trump uh, doesn't obviously handle them the same way. Um, You heard uh, the president and basically he was referring to the rally specifically of Donald Trump, who is the front runner in the GOP. And some would say we'll have after today the Republican nomination um, all but nailed down Um, in these rallies. The scenarios the president was speaking of pit protesters of Donald Trump against supporters of Donald Trump and some of those scenarios have led to actual violence. Now, we know that there's been violence. We know Donald Trump has even talked about paying the legal bills. And despite that, Trump denies, and all along, President, uh, uh, all along, the, the followers of who they hope will be their president, Donald Trump, don't seem uh, to give a hoot, okay? Donald Trump denies that there's any violence. This is what he said yesterday. There is no violence. Nobody's been hurt at his rallies. Now, there have been a number of high-profile incidents of violence just this past week. 
This is yesterday on CNN. He told Wolf Blitzer, quote, first of all, let's not even use the word violence. There's very little disruption, generally speaking. It's a function of the press. The press likes to say what the press likes to say. If one person gets up and starts shouting and the police walks that person out, they try and make like it like it's a violent thing if it's not violent. It's a protester that stands up or probably a disruptor because I think they are sent there by people on the other side. But there's no violence. Nobody's been hurt. By the way, we also know that Donald Trump has said that he wants these people arrested. And these people, if if they're not start charging the stage, which they should not be, are exercising their First Amendment right. Now, his rallies have turned – this and this is not, oh, because I'm anti-Trump. This is fact. Two plus two is four. And Trump's rallies have turned increasingly violent in this past week as supporters have clashed more with protesters. Trump was forced to cancel a rally in Chicago over the weekend. He was also given a scare when a protester rushed the stage on Saturday. And he's also canceled another event in Cincinnati. Meanwhile, he said he's considering paying the legal fees, like I said, for a supporter charged with assaulting a protester that happened at a North Carolina rally. And a former Breitbart reporter filed an assault charge against Trump's own campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, uh, who yanked her violently from Trump last week. Trump repeated yesterday he does not condone violence at his events. Quote, no, I don't like that. And we don't condone that. And I've said that numerous times when asked by Wolf Blitzer about that North Carolina supporter who punched the protester. But he said that he was still speaking about you know, paying for the legal fees of that man or anybody else who took such actions. Let me tell you something. Trying to squelch the First Amendment rights of somebody who disagrees with you is not somebody who should be leading all of us, we the people in this nation. Here's an example of how a good leader, a great leader, our president, our current leader, President Obama, handled protesters interrupting a rally this past year. Listen to how peaceful and diplomatic this is. Cut to. Mom or dad who are working hard, just trying to make a better life for their kids. But even a... Okay, I've, I've heard you. Uh, okay. Uh, I, 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 I understand. The, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. young lady, young lady, don't just, don't, don't just, don't just, don't just start yelling, young ladies. Hey, hey, sir, 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 why don't, sir, you, sir, 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 why don't you sit down, too? Uh, listen. Yeah, you know, they, they, uh, here, can, can I just say this, all right? I've listened to you. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. All right? Now, I've been respectful. I, I let you in. Holler. All right? 
So, so let me just let me. Nope, nobody's removing you. I've heard you, but you've got to listen to me too. All right. So, and I understand you may agree, disagree. I understand you may disagree, but uh, we've got to be able to talk honestly about these issues. No police. No punches in the face. Nobody told to go back to Auschwitz or Africa. Nobody questioned if they have a bomb, if their head is covered, or their clothing is loose. Nobody called the N-word. Nobody pushed or shoved. Nobody removed. No First Amendment rights squelched. That's presidential because that is the President of the United States. But Barack Obama conducted himself that way prior to being. And I think that Secretary of State Clinton, former Secretary of State, Senator Sanders conduct themselves accordingly, and even some others on the right. But that is not what Donald Trump has done. Donald Trump has turned justice on its head, our Constitution, our civility, diplomacy, peace, the list goes on. Hillary Clinton said Donald Trump is actually like a political arsonist. Here's Secretary Clinton. Donald Trump is responsible for what happens at his events. He is the person who um, has for months now been not just inciting violence, but applauding violence. Uh, The images of the, you know, young uh, African-American protester being attacked totally without any provocation whatsoever and having uh, Donald Trump say he would pay the legal bills of the attacker. So clearly, you know, people who engage in protest should follow uh, civil disobedience uh, principles and should be peaceful, should be nonviolent. But I do think that, as I said the other day, What Trump has done is like a case of political arson. You know, he has lit the fire and then he throws his hands up and claims that he shouldn't be held responsible and he should be held responsible. And let's speak about should he be held responsible and let's talk about what's going on today. There are a number of things that have come out in the past 24 hours in case you're saying, Leslie, you're talking about this again. Well, we're really not. Uh, We're talking about. Uh, another uh, aspect of what has happened as a result of all this violence. There is a White House petition that was posted over the weekend on Sunday. It's already received 60,000 of the 100,000 signatures needed by April 12th in order to have President Obama and the White House give an official response. And this petition is to arrest Donald Trump for inciting violence. Remember, the First Amendment is there. But you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You cannot incite violence. The First Amendment does not cover your ass for that. And the White House petition uh, is asking for Donald Trump to be arrested for inciting violence. Also, uh, Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, you know, uh, the Republican, 
um, talks about violence at Trump rallies being very concerning. He called the pictures of violent skirmishes at Donald Trump's campaign rallies, quote, very concerning. This was in a radio interview yesterday. He said the candidates need to, quote, take responsibility for the environment at their rallies. And by the way, that echoes the sentiments of Secretary Clinton, who you just heard. Ryan remains neutral in the 2016 GOP presidential contest. This was an interview he gave at WRJN, a station in his home state of Wisconsin. He watched some of the coverage of the Trump rallies on television over the weekend after he paid his respects last week in California when where former First Lady Nancy Reagan was lying in state. He said he saw a sharp contrast in tone with the Reagan era. He said that he believed there was an effort by some on the left to shut down these rallies and to stir unrest and delivered a strong message saying, quote, there is never an excuse for condoning violence or even a culture that presupposes it. America has been the gold standard of democracy for so long, and I think our candidates have an obligation to under that tradition. And I think you'd agree that was speaking to Donald Trump talking about arresting people who disagreed with him. So let me turn it to you, because this is your show of, for, and by you, the people, and I want you to join me. One, what do you think of the president's statement, President Obama's statement today that we just played at the top of this hour? Do you fear that other countries are viewing America in a negative light? And are you embarrassed by this, America? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. President Obama praised House Speaker Paul Ryan for decrying the campaign trail rhetoric and calling the violence at Trump rallies, quote, very concerning. Are our current political leaders doing enough to speak out against Trump's campaign? 888-6-LESLIE. And is the hate of Trump something that can unite both sides? 888-653-7543, 888-6-LESLIE. The RNC officials seem to agree with President Obama's statements today. They said all candidates should be talking in a more positive tone. Do you think this really only applies to Trump? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Donald Trump said, quote, there's no violence, nobody's been hurt at his rallies. Is this blatant lying? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We've heard eyewitness accounts. We have seen the videos of people getting punched in the face. You don't get somebody charged unless there's enough evidence to charge that person. We've seen people pushed. We've seen brawls. We've seen this that erupted in Chicago and elsewhere. Eight, like North Carolina. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Donald Trump has blatantly lied, hasn't he? 888-6-LESLIE. And why don't any of you supporting him call him out on this? 888-6-LESLIE. Trump said... The violence at his rallies, quote, let's not even use the word violence. There's very little disruption, generally speaking. It's a function of the press. The press likes to say what the press likes to say. Isn't this what Trump always does? He lights a fire and backs off after the flames are going and all the houses are burning down and everything's ablaze and acts like he's done nothing wrong. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And you must ask yourself, is that what you want? Do you want somebody who's going to throw grenades overseas, send our men and women into war, and then back off and go, hey, it wasn't my idea, 8886-LESLIE. And isn't it ironic how Trump blames the media for many of his problems, even though would we see the numbers Trump's getting without the unprecedented coverage that the media, who he attacks and blames, is giving him? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, I'm not being irresponsible with this remark and this question. Do you feel that it is only a matter of time, because I do, before someone gets very seriously hurt or even killed at the hands of an angry Trump supporter after 
They are influenced by the violent rhetoric from Donald Trump. 8886-LESLIE. Give me a call. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE. Arrested? Is he a political arsonist? And do you agree with the president and Paul Ryan about the violence? And do you think it will lead to somebody being seriously injured or worse yet killed? I fear. Well, let's go to Joe in New Mexico, line two, listening on the radio. Joe, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Um, yes, I do agree with you. I, I, I do believe we haven't seen the worst with regards to his uh, violent uh, rallies that are going on nationwide. But I guess what I want to say, and let me know your thoughts, is that I don't, I, don't, I don't believe we've even begun to see the amount of money that's going to be spent on an anti-Trump movement if, in fact... Okay, hold that thought. We've got to take a break. I didn't mean to come to you with less than a minute, but I knew okay. that. My bad. Hang on. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Marshall talking with Joe in New Mexico, line two. Joe, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Now, Joe, you were talking about the the amount of money, and you're speaking specifically to the amount of money that would be put into an anti-Trump movement. Exactly. Now, you think? Now, do um, you think? Do you think between now and the convention, or do you think after the convention? And the reason I say that is, I think they're going to try and you know derail and not you know have Trump crowned as the GOP nominee. But unless right. they run another candidate as an independent, um, and I'm not really sure they would do that. If so, I don't see who they would run because, I mean, you know, you got to have people vote for him. Marco Rubio doesn't have the votes, and Mitt Romney lost not just, you know, once but twice, um, you know, going, you know, when you go back. Um, I I really think, and look, I'd, I'd love to be wrong on this, and I'd love them to run as have somebody run as an independent, and then we could just say, you know, it's right. going to be Hillary or Bernie. That's our president, no question. And it would split the party and split the vote. They love their party. Uh, they don't love their party. They want that presidency more than they, they care about the party and more than they right. care about the people. So I honestly don't think tons of money will go into anti-Trump campaigns uh, once he gets the nomination. I think they will bend over. Well, you know, as much hatred as Trump and his following spews, I think the mainstream hates that behavior even more. And I'm not just talking about politicians. I'm talking about, you know, celebrities with money that have already spoken out against him. And then the I'm not really him. sure that goes a long way. I don't think endorsements go a long way, and I don't think somebody of a high caliber speaking negatively about them go a long way. It would seem – Whenever there's negative against Donald Trump, he just comes back even with lies, and his supporters go crazy. On a, on a, overall, with Republicans, 
He is now at a 50% approval rating. When it was 30% just a few months ago, I'm telling you, the Republican – people are already putting on Twitter, well, I don't agree with him 100%. I don't think we should ban Muslims. Nobody agrees with their candidate 100%. This is justifying their run with the devil, in my opinion, and they will run with the devil. Right, but in order for him to win the presidency with his party's support, he needs more than 50%. And what I've been hearing is a third of the party, when polled, will not vote for him if he's the presidential nominee. So, you know, there are a lot of... I don't know. Half of the Repu- Remember, if half, half the Republicans say they support him... And right. even even though we see higher Republican turnout than we have, this is not the turnout we will see in November. When the Republicans come out in November, about half of them or more, I think more, will vote for him. Well, you know, I, I kind of feel that it's a catch-22 for the Republican Party. Number one, if, if they do – if he is the nominee and if they support him, that party will be labeled a racist party. I don't think they care, and I think I think people are saying, "Oh, that's yeah. not true." And what are they saying today? That a guy who was in the KKK, a grand wizard who used to be right. a Trump supporter, allegedly now allegedly supports Hillary Clinton. So now they're saying that I and other Hillary Clinton supporters are racist because of that one person. In other words, right. ergo, you know, for us, if it is for them. Right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, and the thing about this year is, we don't know how this is all going to play out. But 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 Mitch McConnell already said that or implied that his mission is to protect their Senate majority. The only way that they can do that, because you you have Republican politicians that believe if Trump runs for president, he's doomed. But the only way that they could protect their Senate majority is to run an independent. Because then you're going to get both blocks of voters, those voting for Trump if he's the nominee, and also voting for Senate Republicans, and then those voting for an independent Republican, uh, also voting for a Republican Senate. I I, know, I hear you, but I don't agree with you on all accounts. appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to line four with Maria. Maria, good afternoon. I hear your phone's about to die. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to say that... This reminds me of uh, Mark Rudd, secretary to the SDS. You know, I see some similarities between him and uh, Donald Trump. Um, Mark Rudd uh, wrote an autobiography about himself, and he has incredible regrets about his uh, egomaniacal attitude towards, you know, uh, becoming – he actually just – he took – the uh, SDS and rammed it into a wall is basically what he did. It was a very peaceful movement of thousands and thousands of students all over the country, who and they had a mailing list. They had a, a whole group of people that they, that were all in unison for peace and uh, the anti-war movement. But Mark Rudd and his twelve friends, who were the um, who were the weathermen, decided that they were going to take it to a very uh, uh, violent place, you know, and it ended up, they ended up destroying the whole movement of peaceful people because the, this, these, this group of people decided
decided that they knew better than the others. And so there's a lot of similarities between Mark Rudd, because I know him personally, and Donald Trump. There's this ego-maniacal attitude that they've, they have all the answers, and they're going to shove something right through. So well, the other thing is, to your point about the ego-maniacal, and I agree with you on that, uh, you know, these supporters, when you look to a president or any candidate running for office, you're hoping that they will do something for you. They will make life better for you, whether it's water in Flint, uh, whether it's jobs, uh, you know, in your state and keeping a naval base open, whatever it is. What the resp- right. supporters of Trump need to wake up to the reality of is that Donald Trump is only doing anything he does or anything he says for him and for his right. benefit, not for them. Correct for himself only. Um, it's very disturbing to see it. It's it's um, it's a little bit scary. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 going to see what's going on tonight because I'm hoping he doesn't win. It scares me. He scares me. All right. Thank you. Anything else, Maria? Before your phone goes. Out? Um. That's it. Just thank you for taking my call. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's continue with the calls, and we go next to Michael in the Bronx, line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for taking my call. And first off, you are 100% spot on when you said it's only a matter of time before somebody gets seriously hurt or even killed. I'm surprised that many people have forgotten or haven't learned the lesson from um, back when Gabby Giffords was nearly assassinated, and that was due largely to the rhetoric of Sarah Palin with her crosshead targets map, saying these are people we must take out. And one of her targets was Gabby Giffords. I'm surprised people have forgotten about that and haven't learned from that. But then, ever since then, you've seen the Republican rhetoric um, of violence and fighting violence going on and on. And then here we are with um, Donald Trump. And, you know, there are two lies that I need to address here. And one of them was that the claim of Donald Trump's First Amendment rights and freedom of speech being violated. First off, nobody's violating Donald Trump's um, freedom of speech and First Amendment because the rhetoric that he's spewing out and inciting violence is not covered under the First Amendment. Let's get that straight, ladies and gentlemen, and especially any right-wingers listening out there, and start taking notes. The second thing is I'm sick and tired of these Republicans saying that why don't these liberals and Democrats hold their own rallies? No Republicans ever interrupted Dells. Uh, let's backtrack for a minute, and I can speak um, wholeheartedly here in New York City, where we had eight years of a tyrannical, racist, and sexist mayor in the name of Rudy Giuliani, and where you could not even hold a rally or have a peaceful assembly without him having the NYPD cops shutting you guys down and want to make false arrests with false claims of disorderly conduct. It's happened here. We've seen it with the Occupy movement, and Lord knows we're seeing it now with Black Lives Matter. So what it comes down to is that liberals and Democrats, you can't even go to a a rally like Trump and have a peaceful um, assembly and say, Trump, you're wrong, without getting ambushed with um, the violent supporters. And then you can't even hold your own rallies without getting ambushed yet by the opposite side, Republicans. So who's 
really violating whose rights. It is unlawful, it is unconstitutional, and yes, I'm going to say it is also unchristian, since Trump wants to call himself a Christian. Now, Mike, let, me ask you so, Mike, let me ask you something. Stop the rant for mm-hmm. one side, okay? Uh, for, for, for the evangelicals out there who are saying to other evangelicals, you're not really an evangelical. How can you be an evangelical and support Trump? One, do you agree with them? And two, do you think, like I've said, evangelicals in the past said they wouldn't vote for Romney because he was Mormon? Do you think the, all the evangelicals will come around and will support Trump if he's the nominee because they're going to vote Republican, you know, unless you think they'll stay home? Evangelicals said they were going to stay home with Romney. They didn't. They turned out and voted for him. I don't know which evangelical will really come out and vote for Trump, but they have to look in their hearts and souls. If they're really Christian, and as you have pointed out, Leslie, and so eloquently well, if I could add, they really follow the teachings of Jesus Christ and follow the Gospels and the aspect of love one another as President Obama so um, so did so well at that clip that you have uh, played, and I think I sent to you as well on your Facebook page. That was a 100% spot-on, peaceful event where no one was hurt, no one was killed, no one was violated, and that was the utmost Christian behavior on any leader that it says that says to be Christian. Donald Trump is no Christian. He's he's a Pharisee, if anything. But come on, I think good-hearted evangelicals, if they really follow their hearts and souls, they will not follow Trump. And if they do, then they're really showing their true colors. And yes, we got a lot to be afraid of. And yes. Donald Trump needs to be arrested, as well as Sarah Palin. I find it ironic that Sarah Palin is campaigning alongside of him. Is there something going on here, like or maybe a favor for a favor? Maybe she's going to be a running mate or be part of his so-called cabinet, which I don't think will happen. I mean, wake up, everybody. All right. Thank you, Michael. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. Don't go away. I'm Leslie Marshall. Now, we've gone through a bunch of calls right now, so we have lines open up. Right as soon as somebody hangs up, you got to call in. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Always like to hear new voices on the program. Maybe you haven't called in yet. Now's the time. What do you think of all this violence at these rallies, and do you feel like I do, that it will only worsen and someone will seriously get hurt or injured or even die? We'll be back. Call starting on line two, listening on WHMP 1400 AM out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Eric's in that great state where I hail from. Good afternoon and welcome. Hi, Leslie. Big fan. I'm just thinking about how Trump is appealing to so many people that have never voted before. And we, we know the term low-information voter. Well, these people are zero-information voters. And I just can't even believe that these people are behind him, that he, Donald Trump wouldn't even share the same side of the street with these people like he's got people hoodwinked like he he wouldn't even like be in the same room with these people under normal circumstances 
he's pandering to the crowd. He's ginning them up. And people are eating it hand and fist. He's saying, you know, he's going to repeal Obamacare. I'm, I'm just horrified. I, I can't even understand, like, it has to be the cult of personality that the man has been on TV for the last 10 years with one, a number one rated show. I mean, by that measure, I guess any celebrity could run and they would be automatically in first place. But also the fact that the man's ego knows no bounds. I mean, he said, do you remember he said that um, he's in the best shape of any president that, that have ever run? He actually said that. I mean, you have Obama, who's very good at basketball. You have George Bush. I'm a, I'm a progressive liberal, but George W. Bush, he was a mountain biker, and they said the Secret Service would have a hard time keeping up with him. He actually said, I'm in the best health of anybody that's ever run for president. I will be in the best health ever. And he calls Ted Cruz fat. He calls Chris Christie fat. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at the TV. The man isn't exactly like, you know, the, the picture of health. I just don't understand, like, he can get away with lie upon lie upon lie, and he's lying to these people that, like, worship him. And he, w- he wouldn't even break bread with these people. You know what I mean? Like- well, there are a few things. One, at the debates, I'm not seeing enough, honestly, regardless of what network, um, calling out of things Trump has claimed. I mean, we have seen it about his university or about his finances. Um, I haven't seen anybody say you question the uh, you question the spouse who was a president of, you know, you know, of Hillary, Hillary Clinton. You've attacked uh, Bill Clinton and said he's sexist. Here are some things that you've said about women. Would you do you feel that sexist? No. Yeah. Why? Why? What is different? Um, you have you have attacked other people's values. You're on your third wife, and you cheated on the first two, and impregnated the second while married to the first. How is that he, a Christian value? When nobody he, asked him that, when the Pope said he didn't think uh, Donald Trump was a Christian, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. If I were to interview Donald Trump, I would be asking, you know, some of these questions. You know, you said you don't condone violence. No, at, at your rally, you said there's no violence at your rallies. No, Rud, roll tape. You don't think that's violent, Mr. Trump. That happened at your rally from one of your supporters punching a protester in the face in North Carolina. And, you know, you, know, you don't think you don't think that's violent. And, uh, and, 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 and if he said no, uh, no. Or if he said, well, yeah, that's violent, but it's, you know, you know, I, di- I didn't, you know, create that. Roll tape. Run the tape of what he has said. And, and that he has said that he would pay for the legal fees and even consider pay for the legal fees of this man. Nobody, nobody in the media and, 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 and quite frankly, people would tune in for that. Nobody's calling him out on that. And quite frankly, even if they did, I'm not sure his supporters would care. I, I, just, I just find it unbelievable. Like um, his record toward women, they say that uh, when he had the baby with Marla Maples, she's grown up to be, um, I guess, a successful young woman. But um, he said that, uh, you know, I'll support the the baby financially, but I don't want to have anything to do with being a father. I mean, right there, they should attack him on that. I mean, it's unbelievable. But at the Um, time when Marla Maples gave birth in the hospital, people were cheering, cheering them on when, when, when he, you know, carried her out, when, you know, he married her, people were cheering them on, knowing he had slept with her and impregnated her while his wife, his first wife, sat home with their three children, one of which he has said he wouldn't mind dating. He thinks she's hot. Okay, if he if if he weren't her father, I appreciate the call. We got to move along to others. We got so many uh, that we need to uh, get to and not that you're not important. Just want to give everybody equal time, Eric. Let's go to Brad in Utah on line four. Now, Brad, uh, you're a Republican, but you're not a Trump supporter. Am I correct in that? Correct. I I can't 
condone that behavior from him. Do you he, feel that in November? Well, why is it then he's doing so well? When I, on I, most Republicans I speak to sound like you. I, I don't know why they never poll me. I would prefer to vote for Rubio, but uh, he. It's just that he'll reflect poorly upon everybody. I think he he just makes all these uh, he's bombastic. I suppose is a good word for him. He makes all these uh, outbursts and these outlandish statements and such. And like this is somebody who's speaking for me, and that's why I mostly tweet about sports because he he shames, he despises. Uh, everything good and so what so let me ask let me ask you because you're a republican but you don't support trump if donald trump is the nominee who what do you do in november do you vote for him do you stay home or do you vote for hillary or bernie i probably have to vote for trump of the two of the three rather but uh but why why, if if you don't agree with what he says or what he stands for why would you vote for somebody you don't agree with what they say or stands for uh, In other words, I guess I'm asking, what's more important, yeah. the people, your country, or your party? The country's best interests are what is the most important thing, no question about that. Do you feel Donald Trump, as commander-in-chief, would take the country's best interest or be the leader that would represent the best interest of this nation? If it came down to that, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to say that I believe that. I, I don't believe in any of the candidates, especially. Okay, but. okay. well, you're, you're being honest. Brad says anti-Trump, uh, thinks he, Trump's rhetoric reflects poorly on us. It's embarrassing, reflects poorly on our country, but he'd vote for him. Lastly, Stephanie in Massachusetts, line five. You got like one or two sentences, Stephanie, because I got less than a minute. Go. Okay, they need to say what this man is. Trump, he's a racist, and he's no different from Hitler, what he's doing. He's... He's playing to people's fears. He's getting them all, you know, whipped up into this rage. And all the supporters are violent, and they're voting for him because it's the same type of mentality not only does Trump have, but also his supporters have. I agree with you, and I'm not talking about the Holocaust. I'm talking about blaming a minority for the economic woes or job problems that the majority are feeling. I'm Leslie Marshall, back tomorrow on Hump Day. Thank you, Mark and Andrew.